0: everyone and welcome back how are y'all doing and um, I hope you're doing well anyway and um, so I have the privilege of being here to share with you and um, it's great I'm able to spread myself out like this and not just have the stand so I am enjoying having more room than just the lectern and um, I'm a bit messy when I work and um, so yeah but I digress as usual but I want to speak on a uh, John chapter 10, which is going to be read by Gilbert. So, John, the book of John is in the Bible and it's somewhere near the back. Um, and Gilbert is going to read verses 1 to 10. So, over to you, Gilbert.
1: The reading is from John chapter 10, verses 1 to 10. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them. Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All whoever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life, and that they may have it more abundantly. Amen.
0: Thank you, Gilbert, so much. So I want to speak this morning, particularly on verse 10, which is, I have come, this is Jesus speaking to us, I have come that you may have life and life to the full and um, so i don't know about you and um, but particularly in the season or perhaps it is with young children i often find myself um saying or muttering that we are in a survival season and it's terrible i even um, find myself saying it to a neighbor the other day she was shouting how are you doing and i said we're surviving you know we're getting by and uh, you know we're trying to get the boys in the car and i thought a bit challenged as i drove off that God doesn't call us just to survive, just to get by and just to hang on by a thread, but he calls us to thrive. He calls us to abundance. He calls us to a life and life in its fullest. And um, so that is what I want to touch on this morning. Um, And I want to challenge us, if we're not living this life, if we're not living a life to its fullest, to what God intends for us, then perhaps we are being robbed this morning perhaps we are being robbed of what God intends it's daylight robbery a bit like Tesco's Tesco's just now <laughs> Went the other day it's daylight robbery I said and um, spending so much money in there but yeah um God he has so much for us he has the best for us one of our boys is obsessed with robbers and thieves at the moment I don't know where this has come from and um, he was talking about it in the car and he said "Mummy, I've just seen a thief and a robber and I said how do you know it? <laughs> how do you know you've seen a thief and a robber and he said well they were wearing black and white stripy top and <laughs> I've got black and white I've got this as my robber's jumper today I'm sporting it just for you <laughs> Joshua and um, he was carrying a bag on his back and he had a black hat and uh, I had to explain that actually robbers and thieves always look like they do in the movies I'm not sure if this reassured him or not (laughs) perhaps um, he was a bit more um, afraid of (laughs) people that he might come in contact with but I thought honestly it's the best policy so I went with that anyway but they're not all in balaclavas and just like that for us the things that can steal or destroy in our hearts and in our lives um, are not always um, obvious things. They can be really um, hidden things. The enemy comes to steal, rob and destroy. And I have come that you may have life and life in all its fullness. And it can be things like anxiety. It can be little th- things that worm their way in, um, little weeds that are planted and then grow and grow. And before we know it, we, ha- we have a big problem in our hearts. It can be anxiety, it can be fear, it can be um, the love or, of wealth or possessions or position. It can be a whole host of things. It's not always really obvious, just like a robber or a thief, that we see they're not gonna come um, along and look like we might think. Sometimes they can look different, but it basically are things that will be taking the position of God on our lives. Things that will maybe take um, the, the God's best for us away and leave us feeling um, unsatisfied with life. So in this passage in John 10, we read that God is described as the good shepherd. Um, he's spoken, uh, we, we hear a story about the sheep. Um, listening to the voice of the shepherd and the shepherd looking after them. The shepherd, um, yeah, in these times, in these days, the sheep would have been everything to that shepherd. The sheep would lay down his life for the, sh- the sheep. Did I say that wrong? <laughs> I feel I might have said that wrong. The shepherd would have laid down his life for the sheep. He would have gone to that extreme. It would, they would have meant everything to him. And during the day he would have guarded them, he would have a staff and he would have watched them and known them, and they would have known his voice too. It would have been an intimate sort of relationship. Um, but perhaps at night, and um, when the shepherd was tired, um, he may have brought somebody in called the hired hand in this story, where they would pay somebody to somebody else to watch the sheep, perhaps to guard the gate, perhaps he would have said, Look, guard this gate. Don't let anything come in or anything go out. I don't want any harm to come to my sheep. But then in the dead of night, um, in in the darkness and in the quiet, perhaps wolves or robbers could come in perhaps from the sides um, to kill, to destroy and to harm the sheep. And then in the morning, you could imagine if if that were to happen, the shepherd would come back and just be heartbroken and distraught um, at what had happened and just saddened by what had happened during the night, it would have broken him. And for us, um, that is the same when we go through hurt, when we go through pain, when things in our life are destroyed and harmed. God hurts and is broken with us. Perhaps we felt abandoned and alone. Perhaps our lives have not felt like they've been lived to the fullness. Perhaps it has been our childhood that we think has been, feel has been robbed. Perhaps our childhood has been robbed to some extent. And perhaps um, our marriages have been stolen or or robbed or destroyed in ways that we never thought or imagined. And things just haven't panned out the way that they have, the way that we'd hoped for. And i want to say this morning that god's heart breaks for ours he breaks for us in these areas and that he can bring healing and freedom from all of that That he longs to restore us and to bring us into that fullness into that place with him where we just have that connection again and we hear who he says we are and and, and we know who we are with him Maybe sometimes when we read this passage, we can get caught up as well in what a shepherd is doing. We worry, when I first read this, I was thinking about the shepherd and how he was looking after the sheep and I was concentrating on that aspect. And then I forgot and remembered that in this story, I am a sheep. When he's talking and illustrating this passage, we are the sheep in this passage. It's a strange season we're in just now, isn't it? a very strange uh, world and a new normal that we're kind of getting a bit more used to. Um, But in this season, we are to remember and to remain as sheep. And I love this, that we are actually called to be sheep and that we're called to enjoy the pastures that he puts us into. I don't know a lot about sheep. Um, I think if they go on their backs, um, they can't get back up (laughs) <laughs> I think that's true um, and also I'm sure that sheep in fact I know that they are good at following they follow and um, the shepherd and they fall in line and if you get one of them they will all fall in line usually and follow one another and um, I've got a little picture of that just now and um, we see that don't we and we hear of that if the Van Loons were here they would be keeping me right on the facts <laughs> my sheep knowledge is very limited and um, yeah, are we being good sheep in this season? Are we being led by the shepherd? He leads us, and I don't mean just physically, but also our hearts and our minds. Uh, we're reminded again of, of David, the psalmist, in um, Psalm 23, one of my favourites. He speaks that the Lord is my shepherd, that he leads us to green pastures and to buy still waters. And i wonder are we allowing him to do that in this season to lead us to green pastures and still waters it doesn't mean that life will suddenly be easy for us that we will have no pain no danger there will be twists and turns there will in this world be trouble but we have promised that the good shepherd that the lord jesus is with us that he will never leave us, that he will never abandon us, that nothing can separate us from the love of God. And that he actually fights for us. Have you ever seen a sheep trying to fight off a bear? It would be ridiculous, wouldn't it? Um, Sheep are not supposed to fight bears or wolves, um, but the shepherd, that is what the shepherd is there for. The shepherd goes ahead of its sheep. And it has a, he has a staff, usually Disney, to fight off the danger, the bears and the wolves that might come from the woods or might come from the valleys or at night time. Um, and the, the, the shepherd would go ahead of the sheep. And I think for some of us, we can feel like we are um, going ahead or trying to go ahead of the shepherd. We can be guilty, can't we, of trying to fight the battles that Jesus is there to fight for us. He is there to fight the battles and through his death on the cross and resurrection, he is one, he is one and he is victorious and we can be still and rest and remain in that. I love in Psalm 23, the bit where it says, you prepare a table before me. In the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. But even um, in the midst of turmoil even when enemies surround us whatever that looks like we can know the fullness of God the fullness of life in our hearts when he lives in us we can overflow um, with joy and with peace which only comes from him also speaks about the sheep knowing the shepherd's voice It says that the sheep wouldn't respond to the um, stranger, to the hired hand, because um, the the sheep would not know the voice of the hired hand. The sheep would only know the voice of the shepherd and would follow the shepherd. It reminded me of when our boys were small and even while I was pregnant, sometimes inside they would kick. When Thomas would walk in the room, they would recognise his voice and they would begin to kick around. And then as babies, when they were lying on the mat, if one of us were to walk in the room, they would begin to look and uh, around for us and follow our voices in the room. They knew the voice of their parents, they knew that familiar voice because they'd had um, that time with us growing and learning our voice and what it sounded like and had that relationship. And then as, um, yeah, even when we would be- get a babysitter then, if they were tucked up in bed, asleep, um, I had to be really quiet when we get- got home because if they heard my voice, they would wake up and start crying. <laughs> um, really strange, It's just incredible though, that connection they would feel. And that should be like us, as children of God, as his children, when we hear his voice, um, we should cry out to him and know that he's there. We should know his voice so intimately. And that's through prayer, um, through reading his word, um, through worshipping, spending time with him, growing that relationship with him so that we know that he goes ahead of us. We know and we have this close relationship that we know his voice. We know when he's speaking to us and we, get, um, we allow him to lead us. So it's great that we've got friends and family. Sometimes friends and family can be so helpful, can't they, in our lives, giving us advice or input. We can see perhaps how other people live their lives. We can look um, up to to so many various different people in our church or at work perhaps. Um, But ultimately, um, we need to look to him. He is our saviour, he is our shepherd, he is the one that goes ahead and we need to know his voice. Um, Not Thomas and Mary, we've not got all the answers, we've not got it all right and sometimes I think we can be guilty can't we as sheep to be asking one another, asking the other sheep what they're doing, where they're going or what they think we should be up to but instead um, we should be following him that he leads and we follow and actually that we go to him first, and we call on him first, and we cry out to him. As I was preparing as well, I was looking at the gate, thinking of the gate, and um, that the gate would be used just by the shepherds usually to come in and out. Um, the, The wolves or the robbers would come in from the sides perhaps, but, but who is it that guards our gates? If that's like a gate in our hearts, we are to guard our hearts and our minds. We're, allowed to, uh, we're asked in the Bible to um, allow God to guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Only then can we live a life of fullness when we let God be in control, when we let God be God and we lay ourselves before him. In Colossians 3, I'm just going to read Uh, Colossians 3 verses 1 to 25 I'll read sorry 1 to to 17 I'll read since then you have been raised with Christ set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated on the right hand of God set your minds on things above not on earthly things For for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immortality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourself of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self, which is practices and have put on a new self, being renewed in knowledge and the image of its creator. Here there is no gentler Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, Therefore, as God's chosen people holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience. Bear with each other, forgive one another if any of you have a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you and all these virtues. Put on love which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful. Let the message of christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admoni- uh, admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms hymns songs from the spirits singing to god with grateful hearts whatever you do whether in word or deed do it all in the name of the lord jesus giving thanks to god the father through him sorry that was quite a big passage but i felt it was a good one it was worth sharing We can all, yeah, to live a life of ambition. So what does fullness of life look like? Well, it looks like sacrifice. And a bottle of, if you look at this uh, glass, which is really full, isn't it? You can't get any more. In fact, I'm worried I'm gonna spill it now. Um, I couldn't, can you actually see that? Yeah, I couldn't get any more water in there if I tried so the only way to fill that glass more is to pour it out to allow it to pour out so that it can be filled up and it's a bit like that for us as we pour out our lives and our hearts it allows god room to fill us up again and i'm not talking about when i talk about abundance and we're talking about fullness of life i'm not talking about a new car or a bigger house and more money, these earthly desires. and Some of the, most, uh, the richest of people are just the most unhappy. Do you ever notice that? Not that these things are bad in themselves, but the position and the, the value we place on them, holding them tight and not allowing God to take his rightful place. Just like in Matthew six it says do not store up for yourself treasures on earth where moths and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasure in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal, for where your treasure is, there your hearts will be also. So it's about our treasure. What is it that we treasure? What is it that we hold, dear? Or another way to look at it um, is the bread at the Passover meal. Just like communion, we take communion, don't we, to remember Jesus' death. He, um, at the Last Supper, we call it sometimes, he broke bread. And when he broke uh, bread, he gave thanks um, after he had broken it and he gave it away, didn't he? Symbolising his body on the cross broken and given for us. And in this book, I just want to read a little bit. It's um, The Way of Abundance by Anne Vos Kemp. Um, She speaks about this brokenness. She says, What if we only find our whole selves through this mystery? The mystery of death and resurrection, of brokenness and abundance. Could this be what it means to live in the encircling embrace of communion, Brokenness giving way to abundance, and then abundance, which is then broken and given, gives way to an ever greater abundance. Somehow the miracle, the intimacy of communion comes through brokenness. What if the abundance of communion is only found there in the brokenness of suffering? Because suffering is where God lives. Suffering is where God gives the most healing intimacy she touches on and looks at the way of abundance this way of abundance being a sacrificial way just as jesus sacrificed his all on the cross and didn't he with arms stretched out wide on the cross that is how we are called to live as believers of jesus that we are called to live with open hands with all that he's given us in our hands with open hearts with an open posture to receive all that he has for us freely to give away what is in our hands because it says even if you have a roof over your head you are richer than 75 percent of the world did you know if you can read then you are more privileged than eight billion people in the world so in spite of our circumstances whatever they are whatever we have we can bring it before jesus and we can find the place of fullness, we can find contentment um, and live out of the overflow when we allow Him to lead us and we choose to be open handed and sacrificial.